0: everybody. This is the Chocolate News Podcast. I'm your co-host, John Alexander Reese. And I'm your co-host, Andrea Carter. And if you didn't know, the Cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading African-American-owned newspaper in the greater Cincinnati area and northern Kentucky area. And today we have with us a special guest. We have Roy Sutton, Senior Vice President of Fifth Third Bank. How are you doing, Royce?
1: I am doing well, John Reese. Andrea, great to be back on the Chocolate News. Ready to talk about some good stuff, but uh, more importantly, just uh, I just really respect the work that you're doing in keeping the uh, everyone out there, all the listeners informed about what's happening in the news that affects us. Most importantly.
0: Thank you. We will be discussing only a virtual home ownership webinar about building family wealth. But before we dive into that, we have some chocolate news to discuss. So, Andrea, what is the chocolate news of the week?
2: Well, before I dive into what I was going to cover, I'm just going to have to touch on the explosion that Letitia, New York Attorney General Letitia James struck around struck today. Where she, the state of New New Jersey, I'm sorry, the state of New York, filed a civil lawsuit against Donald Trump, his three children, and the Trump Organization for staggering fraud that they allegedly committed, according to the um, New York Attorney General. In her press conference that occurred earlier this afternoon, basically she said that the acts of frauds. And mis- misrepresentations were similar in nature, were committed by upper management at the Trump organization as part of the common endeavor for each annual statement and were approved at the highest levels of the Trump organization, including, I'll just say 45, um, himself, the new, the attorney general claimed. She said that they have committed over 200 acts of fraud. Wow. Um, yes. It, the, the lawsuit alone is 220 pages. Wow. Um, Oh my
0: goodness.
2: There's a lot. I mean, I'm sure the news news shows tonight are going through it. Everyone else is going to be going through it and reading through this. But basically it includes all of his major properties, including Mar-a-Lago in Florida, the Trump Tower in New York. He even inflated his own apartment where he said it was 30,000 square feet is only actually 11,000 square feet. Um, wow.
0: I want to say like, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah,
2: he he I mean, he has violated various laws, business practices. Um, they have put out she even tweeted what she said um, earlier today. And basically they are looking to the, the state of New York is looking to restrict their businesses. They're looking to restrict Donald, um 45, his children. They're looking to restrict the um, CFO of the company and they're turning all this information over to the Department of Justice for possible criminal inve- criminal um, investigation. So that is that was the staggering news and everyone is like, oh, he inflated what he owns and he inv- inflated or deflated what he owns, but he backed up a number of loans for the businesses or for properties. With based on his own personal wealth. And she said it's just like they got away with it and the more they just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And they overvalued a lot of things. They overvalued property to get business loans, which she said violates several federal regulations, violates banking regulations. So he has committed fraud, according to the attorney general. They have committed um, just a ton of fraud, and I'm just, it's going to be interesting to see what happens from this. So that was the big news today that I'm sure we'll see the fallout. Um, Letitia James, she was very, I watched the press conference, she was very confident, she was very personable, she was was very matter-of-fact in the charges, in the explanation, and she even um, mentioned all who were involved in the investigation, and... The, the higher level folks who worked for her behind stood behind her and they were just like had stern looks on their face and they couldn't believe it. How the depth of the fraud that occurred. So um, it's, it's just interesting. So that was the exciting news for today. So I digress. Now we want to congratulate and I know my cousin who was a judge in Las Vegas is dancing in the street right now. Because the Las Vegas Aces won their first WNBA title. Yeah, Uh, Chelsea Gray was named MVP. Now my cousin, she's been Facebooking, you know, Vegas all over the place, especially the WNBA. So she's just—I know she's jumping up and down. I haven't talked to her yet, but I know that this has been the highlight of her weekend watching us. So um, I would just want to say congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces um i they they had a hard road and the fact that they've come out on top is impressive i think anyone who wins a basketball game is impressive
0: yeah and it's always great when the professional team wins their you know first like championship title so i congratulate um the team for that
2: i mean that's a win that you'll never get again you're the first yeah you know being first is just that that confidence that boost that you'll never have again so i think it's wonderful
0: and it's and it's even better because it's like they said, according to the article, it said Las Vegas never had a professional sports champion at all. So that makes this win even sweeter.
2: Oh, but you know what? That means the girls beat the boys.
0: You did? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they did.
2: <laughs> okay. I, I I won't touch on that. <laughs> I, I'm sure the football team has a lot uh, going from there. The nice, brand new black stadium. Yeah. Whew. But anyway. Congratulations to the La- La- Las Vegas Aces. Uh, next, we have um, now we have to hang our heads. I watched the game, which at times frustrated me with the Bengals. I know that Super Bowl team that we had last year is there. Yeah. I see the brilliance. I see. I see it. I. I. I feel it. My debit card would not be reflecting their stripes if I didn't <laughs> believe it. Yeah. <laughs> but. They got to stop making the mistakes. I mean, I I see improvement, but they, they keep missing something. But whatever they're missing, they keep coming back to even up the score. And then this is the second time they've lost a game due to a field goal, which I think, you know, there's a lot of people criticizing the Bengals, but I think that we need to take a look at, A, they came back, they tied it. And the fact that the teams in, um, in overtime are close to almost getting overtime, they only could win by a field goal and not a touchdown, goes to the defense and also the offense of how much work has gone into preparing for the season. The defense still needs a little bit more work, but I think the team, I think they're going to get a win. And I think they're going to go forward. Once they win, their confidence will be up, be there and they'll keep going. So I'm, I'm, I have high hopes for the football. Game. Let's
0: hope it's just, but it just makes it even more heartbreaking when you just lose by three points, though.
2: That, that is true. I mean, it's heartbreaking, but at the same time, it's only three points. That's true. Um, I'm, I mean, I know some people say, like, Andrew, the glass is only half full, or, you know, I just say, I think the team is going to show what they can do once they get a few things tweet. So, and then, um, uh, unfortunately, we've had another hurricane. Oh, In no. the Puerto Rico, the Turks and Caicos. It's unfortunate. They're still without power. I, I think we need to send them prayers. They, I mean, they're still recovering from the last hurricane and to go through this again. I mean, their their infrastructure, especially with the electrical grid, is, is rough. The island is beautiful. I know some parts have come back. Other parts have not. And they just... This is the way of life in Puerto Rico, and, and I, I just pray for them that they will um, come back. I know the Dominican Republic also was um, suffered some damage. Turk and Caicos suffered some damage. The only good news about this hurricane is that its turn is going back out to sea. is not headed toward the east coast. So that's the good news of this storm. But we are still in the, still in hurricane season until October. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens right and last but not least i don't know what's worse 45 or the governor of florida i can't even say his name i'm so disgusted with him well right now.
0: i call him death santas you know since he apparently he knew all about COVID and all that stuff while people were dying but you know you do you do how he became a governor i
2: don't know <laughs> he must have charmed the folks in florida because as a as a gov as a leader. And governing, he, he no. He he's, he wears, I can't say he wears his heart on his sleeve. What what, what should I say?
0: I know he's cold-blooded. That's all I know.
2: <laughs> he is so cold-blooded that I'm, I'm amazed that he's bowled over so many people to get him, that voted for him. I think he lacks morals. He lacks leadership. He, he reminds me of a little boy who was having a temper tantrum while he's sitting in his high chair. <laughs> and because that's how he acts. And I mean, he's obviously he's calculating, he's politically calculating. He knows what he's doing. He's trying to make sure to secure that base cuz he wants to do that 2024 run. But at the same time, I always believe that however whatever wherever you are on the political spectrum, you're a human being and you need to treat people the way you want to be treated. That being said, He is stacking up a karma that I don't want to be near him when it crashes. (laughs) That's all I got to say about him. But um, just to say that the good news is the um, Texas sheriff is investigating the flights to Martha Vineyard where they sent migrant workers who crossed the border, got on a plane, and um, Florida played for this flight and sent them to Martha Vineyard. Now, whether or not he had permission to use tax money from the people of Florida to do that we don't know
0: that Um, was 12 million dollars though like oh my god (laughs) that was 12 million dollars it says 12 million dollars that's what I heard
2: oh my god
0: of taxpayers money to do that to do that little political theater stunt
2: that's that's Florida needs a lot of work and a lot of help and he where the system is broken he's breaking it even further and I, I think that would just be better with him not getting reelected. And um, I I just I just hope for the best. I, I feel sorry for the migrant workers. The only good news is is that they filed a lawsuit against DeSantis because they didn't understand what they were signing. They didn't understand where they were going. They were just told to get on this plane. And um, you don't do that to someone who just crossed the border after what they faced from Ven- Ven- Venezuela. And they're trying to find some sense of sanity and placement and instead they again face another round of cruelty. So um, we just have to keep watching what happens and see what the Florida voters decide about DeSantis. That's all I got to say. So that is the chocolate news for today.
0: All right. Thank you, Andrea. So now I want to move on to our main topic and I want to reintroduce Roy Sutton, the senior vice president of Fifth Third Bank. So um, how are you
1: doing, Royce? Oh, I'm doing great. Glad to be here. And uh, this, uh, the, this news update, I, I wanted to weigh in, but I figured I'd let the experts do what they do. But uh, there's <laughs> a lot of good stuff going on out there that deserves discussion. But uh, I guess we will move on to the homeownership side. Yeah,
0: yeah. so uh, we have uh, another Owning It event this year. Uh, we had one in the summer. Uh, if you missed the one in the summer, well, don't worry about it. We got another one coming up actually this week. Saturday, September 24th, I've been talking about it for like the past or two or three weeks. But uh, right now we have the main man in charge of it, owning it. And he's going to tell you a little bit more about owning it because um, I think Royce can, well, can describe it better than I can. So go ahead, Royce.
1: Well, John, Royce, it doesn't take me long to really talk about the workshop itself. You know, the, the, you, you, you just got this Saturday from 12 noon to 1 30, you know, we're, we're going to really spend some time uh, going step by step with what it takes to become a homeowner and it does not require that a person has to have all their ducks in a row that they're fully uh ready to go you know th- this home ownership journey is is a patient one uh yes it does take time but you want to be able to make uh the right steps and have good strong uh folks uh, around you around you to help you to understand what all this means and a lot of stuff is new ter- terminology to people uh and sometimes it may seem like uh it's uh not achievable. And what we want to do is, is walk through all the steps uh that it takes to get there, uh, from the very beginning to you know to the point where somebody has the keys in their hand uh and they are turning uh the the knob to their very own home. So we want to talk about uh, what what that means. And uh you know we recognize that uh especially uh for our community uh, that there you know many of us may not, not have had uh, been in a situation where we've been around others who are who who actually were homeowners, or uh, you know we we've desired to be a homeowner, but just the, the fear factor out of all of going through all that or sitting down with a banker this can can be you know, for some a, a little intimidating. So we want to reduce uh, that fear factor, get rid of anything that may cause apprehensions or fear that people may have about this, and really talk in very real, practical, understandable terms. Of what it takes to get there. Well, I know,
0: I've you know, because I've um, listened in on the Owning It uh, webinar several times. And I got to say, it's like, I've learned a whole bunch of stuff just by listening in. It's like just home ownership facts that I never even knew. It's just stuff about credit, mortgage, and all that stuff. But um, what I want to try to say is that 2022 has been hard on a lot of people. And you know, just like Cincinnati, rent has gone up like dramatically. So what what would you say to the person who's like, well, they're tired of paying like so much rent and they just want to own their home. But it's like owning a home can be like, it it can be scary, you know, just to start the process. What would you say to that person that they're on the fence, you know, who wants to buy their home?
1: So, you know, typically a person when they buy a home, uh, it is you, you have a thirty-year mortgage or a thirty-year commitment uh, toward the home. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to stay in that house for thirty years. No, it doesn't necessarily mean that. You know, you may decide you want to sell that home at some point in time or do something different. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a thirty-year thirty-year uh, re- relationship that that you are that you have when you when you purchase a home typically, and it could be shorter. Uh, and here's the great thing behind it. You know, you you if you are renting right now. Uh, every year your, your landlord could potentially come to you and say, hey, you know, we, uh, we're gonna raise the rent. Uh, we're gonna raise the rent. We're gonna raise the rent. Whatever your mortgage payment is, your mortgage payment, uh, the, the, base, the base mortgage will stay the same for that entire 30 years. Now, here's one exception. Uh, you know, property taxes are included in your mortgage payment and property taxes do change, but the base cost of your housing itself will not change during that complete time. So you have some assurance that every single month you know what that payment uh, is going to be. And you're never gonna you're never gonna have a banker knocking on your door and say, hey, you know, your 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 payment is is getting is is going to increase. The only way you get that is if it's in the property taxes uh, or your insurance rates might change. So that that's where, or you might see them go down uh, potentially. Uh, wow. but uh, so that that's some assurance that people do have, and in these uncertain times, as people are working through all this idea of what it means to to be in the spaces that they're in, I mean it, it's expensive right now, and uh, it's it's hurting a lot of families and I, so I think right now uh, when people think about this idea of homeownership, they're saying, oh man home uh, uh, houses are so expensive. Well actually, we're seeing a trend uh, where cost of of homes is actually going down. Uh, once again, back to the, the, the levels where we saw, you know, before all that craziness that began uh, the middle of, of last year, uh, so that the prices are actually starting to go back the other way. Uh, and uh, the competition for homes uh, has, has really cooled an awful lot. Now, rates have gone up. Uh, so that's why it's, I, I am encouraging people now, you know, go, go ahead and jump in now, what, why, the, uh, why the opportunity is, is, is there uh, before, you know, rates get any higher.
2: So I have a quick question for you. Um, Should we be afraid the fact that the um, Fed raised percentage points today um, on um, Um, trying to fight inflation? Should we be afraid of that, what they did
1: um, or no? that's typically that's the 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 rate that they're quoting there is the rate that the banks pay uh as we uh, are lending money to one another but it does have an impact upon consumers and in the mortgage space uh so we will see the rates eventually impact uh on mortgages uh as as well uh in in this in this space now here's here's the other part of it uh even as you're seeing these costs go up you know it, it still in many cases is less than what we're seeing uh, and what people are paying additionally on, on the on the on the rental side, you, know, you hear these stories of people um, hundred dollars more, three hundred dollars more, and making it totally unaffordable. But you know, I I I think that as 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 we look at this idea of what it be, what it means to become a homeowner, we give the step by step process. So the more that a person brings to the table, you know, more dollars they bring to the table in terms of down payment, uh, that's also going to have an impact upon their rate, their credit rating. Is going to provide them to get put, put, put potentially position someone for a preferred rate uh, on uh, on a mortgage as well. But yeah, anytime you see the rates increase, it does it does impact the uh, the mortgage market.
2: So I would say, as you said, the housing um, costs are going down. Are we that that bubble that real estate bubble that we saw last year is that bursting or is it slowly deflating?
1: It's deflating is okay. deflating. And so, uh, you know, where you saw uh, a house on the market, uh, if you didn't get your bid in within the first 20, 24 to 48 hours, uh, you, you generally didn't have an opportunity on a, on, a, on a decent looking house out there. And then and then in, uh, as well, you, you may have 1520 offers uh, on a home 10 offers uh, competing uh, for one piece of property. And some of the crazy things that were going on while uh, that market was going through that whole stage, I mean, we saw some things that were really uh, not not really prudent, and that is people making uh, offers that were well above what a house was really valued, and they were uh, even willing to um, uh, to purchase homes that they actually hadn't even seen. Uh, so, so just yeah just uh, it was uh, really uh, some madness going on that I am glad that we're beyond that and let's say we were, and with that change so we're beginning to see the prices fall back uh, to what would be considered uh, an appropriate level. Okay Okay, well, I that's all the, that's all
0: I have really have um, about owning it and I just want to say once again that this is really a very helpful webinar if you're trying to look for a house. I've learned so much, you know, just about like not not even just about homeowning, but just about just like other things, about just the housing market in general. So I just want to thank you, Royce, for, you know, for just um giving us all this knowledge. And I'm knowledge for free. Mind you, and you know we got so many, and we got so many experts on the call too. It's on a Saturday morning. It's really great. That's all I have to say about that. I, I,
1: pr- I appreciate the opportunity. I mean, this this is a passion for me. I, I want to see folks who want to be homeowners. I want to I want to make that happen for them. And so, as many of these workshops that, that we need to do, we will do them. So this Saturday at noon, uh, you know, please feel free to to jump on in. Whether you're you think you're ready, you're not ready. You, you need to convince someone else in the household that you that we need to get right. all of it all of it is going to be covered so get an opportunity for people to to really begin to live out their dream and begin to build some wealth.
2: As I said before I've gotten my sister to listen to um, past owning owning it workshops and we both have said we we're both in the same boat where we're preparing to buy homes next year and we both have learned so much about what we need to do to prepare and what we need to look at and clean up and get rid of. So we'll we'll be in a better position to be able to, you know, see what we can afford, what we can get. And um, we both have learned a lot about how to to do the prep work that you have to do, what goes into it. I mean, we learned a lot about real estate when we were in the process of selling my mother's house after she passed. And, you know, it's an eye-opening experience to, you know, buying a piece of property or selling a piece of property, you know, making sure that title is is clear or make just making sure so many things are in place to be able to either own or sell is unbelievable. But I think the information that you give out helps prepare a person for that world that you normally don't see or hear or talk about until you're ready to do something like that. And I just have to say, you know, fifth, third, thank you. For that, um, it, it's it's a wonderful education.
1: Well, well, thank you for the opportunity, and yeah, and there will be prizes that we'll give away on uh, on the on the workshop on Saturday, and we'll talk about down payment assistance to make it easier for folks to uh, to get in a home. But uh, hey, thank you for the opportunity to join you today.
0: Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks for being on, and folks, like I said, like I said numerous times, it's free. You have no excuse to not sign up. It's only, it's only going to be about an hour and a half. It starts at noon. And the link for um, owning it, Cincinnati and Dayton 2012, it's going to be in the podcast description. So make sure you click on that link. Make sure you register. You can register up to Saturday morning. We're keeping that open. So we you can register up to 11 if you need to. So we're going to keep it open. Make sure you register. Make sure you absorb all of that knowledge because everyone wants to own a home. It's like you want your own home, You know, quit playing rent. It's like, come on, get your home. And as soon as you get your home, throw a house party. I might be saying too much, but it's <laughs> <laughs> your home. You own it. You own something. That's all That's all I have to say about that. That's it for today's show, everyone. I want to thank Andrea for coming on and discussing all this good chocolate news. Oh, you're welcome.
2: It's yeah. my pleasure. You know me, I'm a news junkie.
0: Yes. And once again, thank you, Royce, for coming on and telling us about owning it and just all your home ownership knowledge. Thank you so much, man.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy.
0: Yes. And folks, last week we were talking about the future of the political parties. I want to remind you to vote for Election Day, November 8th. Exercise your right to vote. And if you're looking for information about today's topics and past podcast episodes, Go to www.thesensiteherald.com. You can also check out our SESH newsletter or check out our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Amazon, YouTube, Google Podcasts. And I'm sure there's other uh, podcast service too. We're on all of them. We're, we're basically on all of them. And in addition, The Sensei Herald is now looking for a news distribution and delivery agent. Please contact our publisher, Walter White, at 513-680-7076 for more information. I'm John Alexander Reese. I'm Andrea Carter. And have a good day.